What's up, guys? This is your girl, Patrice, not Patricia. And I am here with you with a part two of how to become many, a multi-passionate guide and how to plan to answer the call of multiple passions that you have. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Here I am, your favorite girl, because I'm multi-passionate. I want to do a lot of shit. (laughs) And of course, it can be overwhelming. It could be very inundating. It could be intimidating. But it's not impossible, boo. It's not. So shall we get into this or what? Let's go part two. I am a master cosmetologist. I am currently pursuing my board certification in being a trichologist. I'm also halfway through becoming a certified yoga instructor. And I just picked up an interest in becoming a positive psychologist. I'm sorry, a positive psychology counselor or coach. I know, I know, that's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of shit, okay? Let's just work through this, okay? And trust me, what you're saying about that, I was saying the exact same thing. And as I was sharing in my part one of this same episode, when I self-talk, I pretend like I'm on an interview with one of my favorite personalities, you know, with my favorite celebrity personalities. It's either Oprah or it's Gail. It's either Steve Harvey or I'm at the Red Table Talk with Jada and her booze. You know what I'm saying? I'm either on the Graphics Club or I'm on the Wendy Show. I, When I self-talk, I put myself in this imagine, imaginary position of being interviewed by people that I've watched on TV, that I listen to in their podcast. And that helps me sort through some things. It helps me to kind of step outside myself and ask questions that truthfully, I'm afraid to even be asked. And then I can answer it truthfully like, okay, you know what? This question's being asked. Let me answer it. And so on and so on. And that helps me work the hell out of some things. You know what I'm saying? It helps me to get clarity to get a peace of mind, but most importantly, to give myself permission to dream, to be interested in more than one thing, and to work through how I can achieve those things at a reasonable, realistic manner that doesn't put me over the edge. So here we go. Again, I'm, a, I'm currently a licensed master cosmetologist. I'm licensed in two states. I have my own salon. I love my salon. It is the top. It is my first love in my career. I am pursuing trichology. So yes, doesn't Dr. Patrice Renee sound so high and sedity? It's beautiful, I know. That's. It's not just why I'm doing it, but let's just be honest. It's one of the reasons why I'm doing it. <laughs> so after I become a trichologist at the end of this year, I'm also a little bit more than halfway through becoming a certified yoga instructor. I know, your girl, your girl loves some namaste, okay? I love some yoga. And I just 
just picked up an interest in positive psychology. My girl, Valerie Burton and Lisa Nichols, they are there. They have inspired me and motivated me through the years. And I am just sitting up in here like, you know what? Your shit worked. I like that. And oh my gosh, I would love to share this type of knowledge with everybody else. And so that's something I'm looking to in the future to become. How am I working through all of that? It's a lot. I agree. It can be intimidating. You're right about that. I agree with that too. It gives me anxiety when I think about it all in one. But here's how I am working through that whole process, okay? One, I already am licensed in cosmetology. I have my salon. That's accomplished. Two, I'm currently pursuing trichology. That is ongoing. I look at these things and I'm like, okay, the first thing I look at when I look at these different programs and how I can become what I want to become and where the training is, is I look for flexibility. I look for accessibility. I look for affordability and I look for relativity. That's a lot of ivities, but I'm going to break that down. So just in case you want to get a pen and paper, you can. Or you can just hit the replay because we're podcast friends now, baby. I am your podcast partner in this multi-passionate life. So you ready? Flexibility. Flexibility is number one. Yes, even above affordability. Flexibility is number one. I need flexibility, people. I don't know about you, but I am a woman that wears many hats. Obviously, right? I am a mother to an 11-year-old boy. Do you know how much this child eats? He's in all kinds of activities after school. He's an active child. And I love all those things about him. I love being a mom. I love motherhood. And life gets busy. And motherhood never stops. It never ceases. There is no pause. There is no momcation in spite of what social media says. Motherhood, parenting, that shit don't quit. (laughs) And that's fine. So instead of trying to make something stop or beep or pause while I get my bearings, what I want to do is I bring on flexibility. I value flexibility above everything else. It's number one among everything else. Is this next plan of action, this next step, does it give me flexibility? When I was becoming a certi- when I was becoming a certified licensed master cosmetologist, it's a lot of mouthful of stuff there. When I was becoming a cosmetologist, I needed flexibility. That was probably the least flexible program I could get in. It offered flexibility to an extent, but that stuff, that process was not easy. I started out full time during the day, then I had to switch it up and go to night. At the time, my son 
was not even in school yet. He was a daycare baby. And I had to find a daycare that allowed me to work during the day a full-time job and then find a daycare that had night hours so I can go to school at night. I would work full-time from 8 to 4, 8 to 5 actually. I'm sorry. I was working from 8 to 5. I would leave work, bust my beautiful brown booty across town to beauty school to clock in at 6 o'clock at night. And I didn't get out that building until 10, 30, 11 o'clock every night for two years. Yes, 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 for two freaking years. And I had to I had to be flexible. Now, it wasn't super, super flexible, but it, it did give me a level of flexibility that allowed me to achieve my goal of finishing my cosmetology program and going to, to the state board in Georgia and getting board certified. That helped launch my career as a licensed cosmetologist, okay? I needed flexibility. I valued flexibility, so I looked for flexibility in my programs. The next one I said was accessibility. Accessibility. Just like flexibility, accessibility was important to me. How easy is it to get to this platform of education, of training? I need it to be easy as one, two, three. I don't want to have to jump through hoops because my current lifestyle doesn't allow a lot of hoop jumping. Accessibility was very, was number two. It's number two. That's why I'm, that's why I'm saying in that order. When it comes to my trichology, I did a lot of research. I didn't just jump into trichology when I heard about it. I researched for like two and a half years. That's a lot of research, I feel like. And I probably kind of, well, I don't want to say I probably, I procrastinated on jumping into trichology. I did. When I first began my research in trichology, it was two and a half years ago. I first heard about it by reading about it in a professional hair magazine. And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. And then I just put it down. It was always in the back of my head, trichology, trichology, the study of the scalp and the hair. Wow. And then I opened up my own salon a year ago and I was like, you know what? I'm starting to see the need for trichology in the black hair salon. Because a lot of my clients, bless their hearts, including myself, were recovering, trying to grow our edges back from all these years of wearing wigs, weaves, and bad, bad, bad chemical choices in our hair. So, I was like, I need to become a certified trichologist so I can answer questions in the salon to help my clients and help, help myself. Because I was experiencing hair loss and hair thinning and hair shedding at different points in my life. And I had not a clue what to do. And get get this, trichology is not a big, big, big thing in my area. The nearest big city to me is Atlanta. You'll find them there. But 
sometimes I couldn't afford to go to Atlanta. I couldn't afford the Atlanta prices to go to Atlanta. Some of my clients couldn't afford to go to Atlanta. They had even no clue that they needed a trichologist. They just go to their general practitioner, their doctor. Their doctor would give them a general medicine or a general diagnosis. And that was it. And I was like, no, baby, we have to have a bit more of a specific talk about this because this is not normal. This is all this shedding of the hair in handfuls when you're just in the shower that's excessive. <laughs> that's excessive. No, your edges shouldn't be that thin, baby. No, I see plenty of people walking around with beautiful, gorgeous, full, healthy edges. And then I see the hairlines of myself and the hairlines of some of my clients. I'm like, what the hell is going on? What the hell are they doing that we're not? What's going on? It's got to be an explanation to that. So, Accessibility, where is a program that's going to provide trichology training that's going to be easy for me to get to, easy for me to be stay engaged and to be engaged, and easy for me to become this entity, this, this professional person, this expert in this matter? Well... The nearest, like I said, is Atlanta. And sometimes while it's only an hour and a half away, it's not the most accessible to me. I work full time. I run a business. I'm a mother. I'm also a fiance. And get this, my fiance, he commutes back and forth to work out of town. So accessibility was like, look, I can't be far from my family, my home, so many hours in a day, you know, however many days I got to be there. There wasn't a school local that offered trichology as a training. And so in my research, I found, wait a minute, there's a global, there is t- there are two global organizations that are world renowned and they are certified by the board the American Board of Medicine and the National National Association of Medical Professionals, uh, they offer trichology online. I was like, bingo, boo. Yes, ma'am. Accessibility. I'm telling y'all. That's, I said, okay, that's it. Let's go. And so I chose which program I was going to get into and I began to invest. And here I am just several months away from being certified. Yay. My yoga instructor. Training. Accessibility the same way. A lot of yoga teacher and a lot of yoga teacher instructors or what they call YTT for you like your 200 or your I think it's, there's a 200, there's a 300, there's a 500 um, hour curriculum. A lot of those yoga um, teacher trainings require you to go somewhere for like a month, several weeks away. 
and you have to pay for your room and board and you have to really, really be immersed. It's called an immersion experience. And I get that. And I cannot wait to do that one day. But that one day is not now. And I am really, really interested in becoming a certified yoga teacher. But it's not as high on the priority list as finishing my trichology studies, okay? So that's another thing. Flexibility, accessibility. I said affordability, but I'm going to slide in there time. Priority. Because the yoga instructor is not the top is not in the top right now. I can I can kind of put that off a little bit longer. And again, because the the accessibility of the program is online, I don't feel rushed. I finish at my own pace. I go at my own pace. And so when I'm ready to go through the actual testing, I can do so. But I'm always going at a pace that allows me to still be a mother, to still be a woman, to still be an entrepreneur, to still be a fiance, to still be a friend, to still be a daughter, to still be a sister. Accessibility allows me to still be the things that I already am at my own pace so I can achieve the goal. Affordability. That's a big one. <laughs> and even though I've said that that's kind of like number three and number four down the line, it doesn't make it like it's less important. Because listen, listen up and listen good. Things out here are expensive, okay? I needed something that was affordable. And I don't want to have to jump through hoops to pay for stuff. I didn't want to have to get behind on regular daily and monthly expenses. Look, I have a family. I'm a family woman. I run a business, a brick and mortar business. I got bills to pay. I got shit to pay for. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to do these things, but they needed to be affordable. When I went for my cosmetology license, I remember that when I, at the end of my program, they said, well, you know, the school, we pay for your first attempt at the uh, at state board. And I was like, the first attempt? What do you mean you pay for the first attempt? Because that to me, that was like, because if you fail it, you want to take it again, it's out of your pocket. And that is not cheap. It's not cheap to pay for your own state board. I was a single mom at the time, and I was already struggling to pay some of my, my daily bills. I needed them to pay as much as they wanted to pay for. So it was so imperative that I passed state board the first time. They paid for it. That was great. Now, what I love about my cosmetology journey was before I jumped into and chose my my school that I went to for cosmetology, I researched. I researched and there was another school that had just opened offering cosmetology and they had this very elaborate curriculum. It was different from Milady Standard. It was called Pivot Point. It was amazing. And this was a brand new school in the area. It was Virginia College. And when I went to their facility for a tour and to inquire about the program, oh, they laid out that red carpet and made me feel like I was a queen in the court. 
And that price point was way over what another school in the area was offering. The same program with a slightly different curriculum. They wanted 20 grand. My When I finally chose my school to get my cosmetology license from, they were 50% less. Hello, somebody. Okay, you tell me. You want to pay $20,000 for the same program? Or do you want to pay $10,000 for the same program? I know, you chose 10. And sure, sure, it may not be as swanky as the brand new college facility, the brand new cosmetology program, It may not be as swanky as that curriculum they were pushing. But once you're certified, you're certified. And get this, if you want to be a curriculum-based cosmetologist, you can. You want to be Paul Mitchell-based? You can can take some individual Paul Mitchell classes. You want to be, if you want to be pivot point-based, you can take some pivot point-based classes classes after your license if you want to be I don't know what's another one um a VEDA certified cosmetologist you can be that Tony and Guy you can be that all these very big professional names in this beautiful big beauty industry you can be those things after you become the certified hairdresser in your area That's what it was about. And so when I chose my school of choice and it was $10,000 less, I didn't look back. I didn't feel like I had slighted myself. I didn't feel like I was choosing less of a standard. I went through that program and I loved every day I stepped foot in that building because I knew I was doing it. I could afford it. On top of that, it was at such a reasonable price that my Pell Grants, Paid for my entire two and a half years. My, I'm sorry, my two years of my certification course. So, uh, win-win, right? So, the last thing we're going to talk about before I let you go is going to be part, um, I'm sorry, not part two, Lord, is going to be Relativity. Relativity, that simply means how does all this, all these interests, all these passions tie into each other? Remember, I said in the very beginning of this episode that my purpose, I desire to help empower people, edify them so that they can go out and be the best versions of themselves for themselves and for others that they impact. I want people to feel good about themselves. I want them to feel empowered to do things that they didn't that they wouldn't <clears throat> they wouldn't normally feel like they could do. I want them to be edified. I want them to create a safe space for them to know, look, you can come here and you can come here and and, and get beautiful or get handsome. I can talk to you about your beauty, your how you look, your hair, the health of your scalp and your hair. 
I can help you learn how to meditate. I can give you certain poses in yoga that will help relieve the stress that you carry in your body, the edit, the the uh, the anxiety, the anger, the frustration, the curious, the curiosity. I can help you with that. I can help you with that. I can also help you with the mindset because I'm a pretty, I'm a naturally optimistic person. I am. And so that's why positive psychology appeals to me. I didn't even know that that was a real thing until I discovered Valerie Burton. God bless his sister, you know. But I'm a naturally optimistic person. And I went through a lot of hell, a lot of really traumatic experiences where that natural optimism was always under attack. Hey, that's part of life. And I had to find a way to combat that. So when I discovered Valerie Burton and a lot of her, a lot of her book titles are talking about successful women. Successful women speak different. Successful women think different. Being as how you know, being a successful woman, be brave again, you know, all those things. Positivity oozing from her pages and because I'm a naturally optimistic person it really really drew me and I that's again it's all relative to my other things that I do listen I've struggled with depression I was functioning in depression I was in a toxic toxic situation when I was first married I had a horrible experience in a, in a church. I had experienced traumatic issues of being homeless with a little boy. I lived out of my car and I lived out of a storage facility for nearly 60 days. And I know there are people out there who are living out of cardboard boxes longer than that. It is absolutely mind-blowing how life was making me feel so down so depressed it was taking away my natural optimism and replacing it with very very dire negative energy so when I when I began to meditate when I began to really dig deep into myself again and you know and realize look I've got a support circle, but they can only do so much themselves for me. I have to make a decision. And I just want to let you guys know, listen, if you are a multi-passionate person, you have a lot of things you want to offer. And that's wonderful. I'm actually excited for that for you. I'm super excited. And you can do those things. But I hope that my map, my steps, my plans of actions they, well, it's not plan of action yet. I haven't talked about that, but I hope that me talking in this episode, you understand, and it gives you a way to sort of plan out how to achieve those multiple interests. How flexible do you need it to be? How accessible do you need it to be? How, how affordable do you need it to be? What can you invest what is a priority in it? Is it number one or number 10? Do you, can you, do you have to do it now 
Or can you plan it out and start in six months, 12 months, 24 months? How does it relate to your overall purpose and plan of your life? Is it part of your job training currently in your career? Is it a career shift? Is it relative to your role as a family person? Is it relative to your role as a professional person? Is it something completely separate and different? When you begin to sort of approach it like that, you're able to ask yourselves those difficult questions and break them down in bite-sized pieces. And you've heard the old saying, you can eat an elephant one small bite at a time. So you guys, you beautiful, beloved, rainbow-scented, unicorn, magic, glitter, dusty, multi-passionate people. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope, I hope, I hope in all of the words that I've said that you were able to garner something that you feel touched you. If you did, leave us just some, some feedback. Listen, I am online. I'm social. On Instagram, I am Patrice not Patricia. It is Patrice underscore not underscore Patricia. You can email me at Patrice dot not Patricia at yahoo.com. Mm-hmm. I said it Patrice period not Patricia at yahoo.com. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you soon.